Welcome to the Piece of Cake Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Brienne. And we're here to make your wedding planning a piece piece of cake. cake. Who are we? Just a couple of best friends who are passionate about weddings and all the little details along the way. We've been brides and bridesmaids, day of coordinators, and party planners. We're accountants by day. And wedding enthusiasts by night. We'll use our experience and attention to detail to help you plan your special day. We know this is a really exciting time in your life, but the logistics can be stressful. That's where we come in. Tune in with us every week and your wedding will be a a piece piece of cake. cake. So as we left off from last episode, we are going to be talking about table numbers today. And you might be thinking, how the heck are they going to talk about table numbers for a full episode? But let me tell you, there is a lot more than you think to go over. So to start off, if you just listened to seating charts, you heard us talk about how there's this big spectrum of the different options and how much you can put into your seating chart. For table numbers, it's a little different. Yep. For them, you either have table numbers or you don't. (laughs) In this episode, we'll kind of gear it towards the people who are planning to. Yeah. But as a side note, if you aren't going to have table numbers, they aren't a requirement. There's plenty of people that don't have them, but we do recommend them. And you don't need them if you don't have formal seating so you don't have seating for everyone at the wedding or you're not having a seating chart however we still recommend them because it's handy if you're going to have a buffet so you can call the tables up you have your mc call table numbers and also it's just handy for people when they claim their seat at a table then they know what seat to reference and come back to easily yeah or like their friend shows up and they say hey we're over at table three come join us yeah If you don't choose to have table numbers, that's fine, but we recommend then you have someone like a day of coordinator or somebody that can walk around and dismiss tables if you do have a buffet, just because it can get really messy if you have a big buffet line and just let everyone be a free-for-all, and that just gets a little crazy. So that's our caveat. If you're not going with table numbers, everything else about this episode is all about people that are going to have table numbers. So you might be wondering how many people actually do table numbers, and we couldn't find any specifics on this, but it is in line with what we said in the seating chart episode, just because they tend to go hand in hand. So we would say most weddings have some sort of table numbers. Yeah. Like we said, if you have a seating chart, you need to have table names or table numbers because you need to have a reference to tell the people that you're... (laughs) <laughs> telling where to sit, where to go. Yes. Those tables. Don't want it to be like, you're in the northwest yeah. corner table. Yeah. Get very complicated. Yeah. So with those table numbers, you can be super creative, and that's where it gets kind of fun. And it's also a really great chance to do some more DIY things, if that's interests you at all. To start really basic, you can use numbers printed out on pieces of paper for your table numbers. These can be in little table tens or just on a super simple stand. Yep, that's real basic and the cheapest option. But you can also do things like picture frames or incorporate in your decor somehow or 
add it into your flower arrangements or your centerpiece. I ended up doing that with mine. I had table numbers that were on sticks and we put them into our flower arrangements that were in little boxes and then they were incorporated into our centerpieces. And this conversation ties back to our signage episode where we said you have to put your signs on something. Mm -hmm. You cannot have a table number that you just set flat on the tables. No one's going to see it. It has to be on something, in something, standing up somehow. Yes. And so that brings us to the DIY versus buy discussion because literally – There are a million and one options for table numbers. This is a perfect chance for you to show your personality, to customize it, add more decoration to your tables, make it part of your wedding scheme. The sky's the limit. (laughs) So again, the DIY kind, you can print them out yourself, paint a bottle, put a number on it, paint picture frames. It can be cheap. Go to the dollar store and find frames or glasses Mm -hmm. or whatever you like and that fits your theme. If you are not a DIY kind of gal or you would just like to purchase these things or maybe get something a little more professional than you could do, you can buy custom or pre-made options. So there's a ton of table numbers online if you just google it. Lots of pre-made, here's your 1 through 20 set and here's what they look like. Tons of them on Etsy, that's a really good option. But you can also order things that are a little more custom, like if you're looking for specific colors or sparkles or if you want a picture on it or you know whatever you want to do, you can find it online and you can order it. For example, mine, the little sticks that I ordered were just a package and I got it at the craft store and it was $7 for the 10 numbers, less than a dollar per table for the table numbers. But then yours looked really awesome. They were like standalone numbers. Yeah. So I wanted actual big numbers that stood up. And first of all, finding ones that stood up was enough work in its own. So they had to be like thick and either be on stands or have a wide enough base that they would stand on it. So we found, I don't know that they were exactly wooden, but kind of wooden cutout numbers on Etsy. And they were just plain wood colored. And so we ordered those. And then my Graham, who's awesome, actually painted them for me. And she painted them all silver and then coated them in glitter because, of course, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they were awesome. They were one of my main decor items on my tables and I loved them. They also shed glitter everywhere, but (laughs) oh well. Oh, and they cost a lot of money. (laughs) So first of all, I wanted to just order ones that were already sparkly, but those prices were insane, way out of my budget. I think I probably ended up spending about $100 on just the pre-made numbers. And then we bought the paint and took my gram time and all of that. Yeah, so there's a million options. The other good thing about the table numbers, though, if you do do a little bit pricier option, this is a great one that you can resell again at the end of your wedding a lot of times, especially if it's not like too custom. Or the option is you can buy ones from someone who's selling them from their wedding as a a cheaper option. So there's a lot of these on those buy, sell, trade Mm -hmm. sites. We love those pages. Yeah. Another way to get creative with your table numbers is to use 
non-numbers or weird numbers. Typical is you start at one and count up <laughs> to as many tables as you have, but you can also use different numbers that might mean something to you as a couple, like the number of your first address at your first house together or the date that you guys first met mm-hmm. or your high school graduation year because yeah. you were high school sweethearts. Exactly. And so if you come up with a whole list of numbers like that, put them on a table number card, whatever, and then have a really cute blurb about what the number actually means to you as a couple, put that on the table and it's just an extra little fun thing for the guests to look at and talk about at each table and also get to know you as a couple a little bit more. Something similar to that that you can do is still use the typical numbers, you know, one through whatever, but for each of those numbers, you can include pictures of you and your groom at that age. So table one's going to have your baby pictures and so on. I think that's a super fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe hard logistically. Yeah, it takes I- a little work to find <laughs> all those pictures. But so cute. And again, provides a little something extra special and something for the guests to talk about at the table. Mm-hmm. My cousin did that at their wedding. It was super cute. Love it. If you want to go away from the numbers, you can use other totally random names or labels. So, for example, name each table after a city that you two have traveled to as a couple and then put a picture of you as a couple in that city at each table. So, like, have a New York table and a Paris table Mm -hmm. and have pictures of you there. And, again, it's fun that you could have a little blurb about your trip there or just pictures And it's, again, very personalized and has more things for the guests to look at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super fun and creative. I'd never heard of that before we researched Mm -hmm. it. And when I was doing research about this, too, there was other lists of table names people use. People's favorite Disney characters or bands or or other just kind of random categories just to make it more fun of gemstones or colors or things that maybe it's not as personal to the couple, but just kind of to be alternative to just numbers. So there's a lot of fun things that you can maybe theme your tables around. I know. I feel like I'm getting all these ideas in my head right now and how you can incorporate some decor with them, like Mm -hmm. gemstones. Yeah. That could be gorgeous. Really fun. So there's so many options to be creative and personalize it and make it really fun for your guests. You guys thought these were just numbers, but there's a world of possibilities. (laughs) The main point that you've got to remember about the whole thing with table numbers is that they're meant so that you have a label for your table so that people can actually find where they're supposed to sit. That's the basic gist of table numbers (laughs) or names. So as long as you have that, you're good. And making sure that they're big enough and obvious enough So people can actually read them and find them. Yes. And that goes along with the earlier discussion of you can't just lay it flat on the table. Mm -hmm. Or if you incorporate it into your decor, make it really pretty. Sometimes I've seen ones that are like so pretty and it's on like clear glass and whatever, but then you can't actually really read it. Oh, I know. I struggle with all those clear glass things lately. Super trendy, but yeah, yeah, I can't read them. So sometimes just make sure if you're really being fun and incorporating into the decor, make sure it's actually still obviously a table number so people can see it. (laughs) Totally. And this also kind of ties back to our flowers discussion where we talked about centerpieces Mm -hmm. and how things on your table either need to be super tall or super short so that your guests can still see each other and they're not getting in the way. Yes. And then 
Also along with table numbers is once you have all your tables decided and the number of tables figured out, you'll actually have to decide which tables go where in the layout of your venue. And typically it's common that those tables that we've talked about as those special reserve tables that you might have or where your parents or close family will sit mm-hmm. or the first couple tables like one, two, three, but that might not actually work with your layout of your venue and the whole point of tables and the layout and the table numbers is making it easy for guests to find where they're sitting and so you'd ideally have your tables be in order of numbers so that people see table one and they say oh table two must be close by (laughs) but if you have table one two three as your reserve tables they might not necessarily be where you want them to be like close to the head table or the dance floor so for example at my wedding I didn't have my parents at the one, two, three table because the way that the layout worked for where the tables were and where I wanted to start the numbering, it ended up they were at table 10 and 14 because of where the head table was and the tables kind of split in the middle for the dance floor. So I think maybe pay attention to more of the flow of the numbering system making sense for where guests are going to be looking for tables. I don't know, it makes a real difference to your parents sitting at table one versus table 15 as long Mm -hmm. as they're in a good location in the room and you can communicate to your dj to release your parents first if that's really important yeah when they're releasing tables they don't actually need to go in order of the numbers (laughs) the numbers are just there so they can say table one table 10 they don't actually have to go in order of one through 10 okay we didn't prep for this but emily i have a question Uh uh-oh Do the head tables have table numbers? That's a great question. I know. At my wedding, I did not put a table number on the head table. And I actually didn't even include the head table on my seating chart. I went back and forth on that. But actually, the deciding factor was that my seating chart was on one page. And it wasn't (laughs) going to fit quite as well if I added the extra names. So I didn't include the head table. And I knew that all of my bridesmaids and groomsmen knew to sit at the head table already. So it didn't put them on the seating chart. But I think a lot of times you definitely could put them on the seating chart. But the table number, I think you can go either way. I'm trying to think back and figure out if I did it. But I'm pretty sure I did table numbers on ours. Because, like I mentioned, in seating charts, ours were just some of the tables. They were the same shape as Mm -hmm. all the other tables. They were just the two front ones. So we were probably tables one and two. Yep. So yeah, totally fine to do that either way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think whatever you do, just make sure that it's logical. Again, Mm -hmm. back to your point, the whole purpose is so that you have a layout and people can find things. Yep, exactly. And especially as accountants, this really hits (laughs) home for us. Love numbers and putting them in order. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that brings us to our... Three key ingredients for making table numbers a piece of cake. Number one, we do recommend table numbers. Even if you don't have a seating chart, they can be helpful. Number two, table numbers are a great opportunity to DIY. And number three, there are lots of fun alternatives, so be creative. If you enjoyed listening to us and feel like you actually got some good takeaways and tangible tips for your wedding planning, please, please, please go rate us, review us, share us with your friends. 
You can also find us on Instagram at pieceofcake.planning or you can email us at pieceofcakepodcast at outlook.com. So tune in with us each week and your wedding planning will be a piece piece of cake. cake.